Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast with you as always is Bob live in the lounge staring at the Ouija board. Today's a very special episode because, you know, I'll, I know a lot of people out there, they suffer from dental PTSD. They don't like going to the dentist. They don't like going to get their teeth checked. They don't like to going. They don't like to go there at all. It's like the, the last thing they want to do. Um, some people, something happened along the way that changes their perception of the dentist. And for me, it happened in the year 1990. And uh, before we start this podcast, I'll just give you guys a brief history of what happened to me. I was 10 years old. And at the time in the late 90s, there was this popular trend where you would take your mouth and you would press it up against a glass and make your face look kind of like that game that came out, like blow your face up real big, your teeth to be exposed. Basically, I did this and I did it at a window where my friends were on the other side and my he is my friend still to this day. He still feels really bad about this uh, schoolyard accident, took his fist and bashed out my front tooth. My front tooth came out. The nerve was dangling. And from that, I had a lifetime of uh, dental misery. I had, I think, about nine apio- apioectomies, which is a step up from the root canal. It's just madness. I, half the time, I don't even know what was going on in the mouth. And like all the dentists I would meet, I'd be like, dude, I can't stand this guy. He's driving me nuts. I went to one dentist one time. I could see the dandruff coming off his head, going down to my lap. And I'm just like, this is just a nightmare, right? So a couple of years ago, I, I was like, I got to switch dentists, dude. I can't, I can't deal with this, you know? So, I mean, like, uh, went to this new place, found a new doctor. And I really liked the doctor so much. People on, like on Facebook or Instagram, they're like, looking for a new dentist. And I'm always like, you got to go see this guy. And after today's podcast, you will know why. You're going to go see Dr. Kenneth Hobbs at Conchahawken Family Dentistry down there on Fed Street. You will know exactly why he is the dentist that as we record this tomorrow, he's going to go into my mouth and he's going to fix the problems that have (laughs) haunted me for, um, I guess, 31 years. So uh, with that being said, please welcome to the show, Dr. Kenneth Hobbs. How are you, sir? Doing great. Thanks for having me, Bob. I mean, I I just want to know, like off the bat, like because I was thinking about like my first question, like once we, you know, like, like since yesterday or whenever we decided this, like you're a good dentist right off the bat, we should say that just because first off you're friendly, right? Like for people who have dental, dental PTSD, like you don't want a guy who's dropping dandruff onto them. How, what was the moment in time in your life where you're like, I know what I want to do. I want to be a dentist. So I kind of have a similar story to you. Um, I hated my dentist growing up. I, I was like, definitely do not want to be a dentist. It's, it's not, not for me by any means. Um, I go to high school, go to college, you know, I'm thinking I want to do something in the medicine field. Um, a family friend is like, hey, you should follow uh, a, de- a dentist around that I know really well. And I'm like, no, I don't want to be a dentist. I'll, I'll go to med school or I'll do something you know, similar along those lines. Um, so I kept pushing that off and, you know, I would talk with physicians and, you know, they would say, you know, it's a great career, but you're working 70, 80 hours a week. Like if you're okay with that. And I was like, you know, I kind of want a decent quality of life. So then I started exploring other options, decided to finally follow around this dentist. And I realized, you know, not all dentists are the same. It's basically a personality thing. It's a relationship thing. And that's, that's kind of what I, I like about it. I feel as though. You know, I, I've I've been complimented because like, oh, you're you're like a cool dentist. And I was like, well, I think it's just my personality, just being easygoing. I'm not, you know, uptight like I'm sure probably a lot of people in healthcare are. So I feel like that helps build a, a trust with patients, especially maybe some of the younger 
younger patients too, because they expect like this old crotchety dentist. And, you know, if you could yeah. treat, every, treat everybody like, you know, people and it goes a long way. So that's what that's well, I mean. Kind of- like, why, why is that though? Like in general, like not just with dentistry, but also with, you know, doctors, like they're just removed from the equation of us all being humans together. You know, like there's always like this level of like, not all per se, but I mean, in my experiences, like they're like very stoic and the nurses are always the ones who are, you know, the ones who are more sympathetic towards like your, your needs, I guess. Why do you think that is? I don't know if it's an upbringing thing. I don't know if all the years of school kind of takes the personal touch out of it, but you know, I grew up very blue collar family in the uh, Roxborough. So I feel like growing up in a big family, like you have to, you have to have a personality. You have to be able to, to interact with all different types of people. And that kind of helped, I think. I mean, so when I went to Penn for dental school, you know, I get really good grades, but a lot of the students who are also, you know, really top of the class, they had trouble getting their patients into the chairs because they, you know, they could do the best root canal, the best crown. But if you can't talk to people or, or explain to them why, you know, this is important that you should get done. I don't know. I feel like that kind of put me above a lot of my classmates, a lot of my peers, because I was able to, you know, graduate. Yeah. Early. Okay. That people personality. Yeah. I, I didn't know you're from Roxburgh. So yeah, that being said, yeah, it's like, you know how to talk to people, you know, like yeah. question, cause I don't, I'm, I'm not really, I'm novice when it comes to, um, like the dental practice. So like when you be like, we're training to be a dentist, like when do like, are you learning how to operate on real teeth that are like, like cadavers or like, or like what's going on there? The first two years, um, you take a lot of like medical school type of classes, like a lot of anatomy, all different sciences. Um, we actually take a cadaver lab where we're learning, you know, head and neck, um, all the different nerves, uh, blood vessels, all that stuff. Um, but we're practicing the first two years on plastic teeth. They're called typodonts. So, you know, you have an old professor overlooking your shoulder, telling you you're doing everything wrong. And it's okay because it's a fake tooth. Um, but then starting your third and your fourth year of dental school, that's when you start, you know, building your own your own patients in the, in the clinic. And, you know, the first, I mean, you're basically doing cleanings for the first, I don't know, several weeks, even a couple months. But just a matter of, you know, working your way up, you know, you'll do cleanings, then you'll do a filling. And I tell people all the time, dental schools are great. You're, you're always going to get good work. You just have to be patient because a, you go in for one tooth for a filling, you're there for probably two hours or more. <laughs> so just not yeah. that the students are slower. They have to constantly get checks with their, with their faculty. Um, but yeah, you, you slowly build yourself up and then, a lot of times after dental school, people will do a residency or do, you know, they'll go into a specialty if they want. I had a scholarship through the Navy. So I knew I was, you know, pretty well prepared for, you know, real life dentistry. But the four years in the Navy, I knew it was going to really help me uh, get to where I wanted to be once I started in private practice. And where so were you uh, stationed at with the, the Navy? I was in Norfolk, Virginia for a year. Mm-hmm. Basically, I tell people that they get... Uh, all of the, the new dentists who graduate who are under scholarship through them, um, they want to make sure you're not going to kill anybody before they put you on a ship or put you, you know, somewhere where you're all by yourself. So I worked in this huge clinic. It was like a basically a dental hospital. Um, I think there was like 40 to 50 dentists in the building at one time. 
but it was good mm -hmm. because you know you're not gonna not every case is gonna go the way you want it's good learning experience um norfolk was wasn't bad wasn't philly which i prefer obviously but it was drivable i could go home and then um so it came to the time of i had to pick my next set of orders and i was either going to stay in norfolk and get on an aircraft carrier or i could go with the marines and i was like ah, let me go with the marines so i went down to camp lejeune north carolina and i was there for three years that's what's up traveled the world traveled like the united States, like just stationed up oh, this is actually audio but um for those who are listening the cat just came right into the frame hey did you happen to see that uh video that went viral this morning as we record this about the cat at that football oh, game yesterday yeah, it yeah. Did. That's why. <laughs> this is like, for people who are listening out there, there's this cat and first off i have no idea how the cat gets in there somebody bringing a cat but there's this cat and this cat's hanging from the rafters and everyone's like screaming and then all of a sudden this dude down below catches it and the place goes absolutely wild but so I cat get in there? he used uh, like three of his nine lives on that one <laughs> i mean like yeah that's just wild i got i just kept thinking like how's a cat get into that stadium so i'm gonna bring a cat is an emotional support cat and then i started thinking like is there emotional support cats but recently i found out that if you have an animal and you want your animal animal to be a support animal like okay go online and fill out something there's no test there's no like you just go online and say this is my animal like you know like questions asked here it's wild right i mean i get it i understand like why people have them but back to uh, the dentist stuff because like look there's a thousand questions that i think that people sitting in the chair don't get a chance to ask just because you know it's weird right so i mean like obviously you're dealing with teeth you're dealing with you have a mask on, but I mean, like, I imagine some of these people when you, they open their mouths, you're just like, holy shit, dude. Like, how am I going to get this job done? You know what I mean? Like the smell, the, like it doesn't bother you at all. Like each job is like a, like, you yeah. know, like in it. And people will tell me like, oh, you're a dentist. You must love teeth. It's like, I don't, it's not like I grow <laughs> up like, or go at night, go to bed at night and like, oh, wow. Like these teeth are just fantastic but i'm like what i like to do i think is a very tangible thing about dentistry is you know there's a problem that you could fix there's you know it might not be a cosmetic issue um you know it could be patients in pain let me get them out of pain um yeah and generally when most things most things in gen dentistry um that could happen pretty quickly i feel like you know on if you're a I don't know, say you're a family practice uh, doctor, you know, you come in with an issue, then you're getting sent this doctor, get sent to this doctor, and then I might never see you again. So I don't know mm. if anything ever really, you know, was addressed. But I feel like in dentistry, you know, nobody really wants to see you. And I get that. I understand, you know, I get my cleaning twice a year. And I don't love it, but I know it's kind of like a necessary evil. So I kind I know that going into it, I know the patient, especially like a new patient, you know, they don't know you you're gonna to to tell them you know there's probably something wrong so you just i kind of say you know what you're at the right place we'll take care of this first when you're ready to do this we'll take care of that next you know mm -hmm. i basically i like the first appointment with all the new patients just ask as many questions as you want i'm not going to try to overwhelm you i'm not going to try to you know promise you something that i know might not be possible so i don't know that's kind of been my mentality early on what like in the in the field of dentistry, what would you say is like um, the hardest thing to pull off? Like, I, I mean, I've had the apioectomy, and I'm 
I still don't understand what's going on there. I mean, like I, I know they're removing nerves and stuff, but like in dentistry, what is the most difficult task to complete? Um, everybody's going to say different things. Um, I really don't like doing root canals at all. I'll do some of them here and there. To me, they just, they're very meticulous. They're long. The patient doesn't like it. Um, that's probably my least favorite, but there's who, some, who discuss, who discover like, who's the guy who's like, Hey, I got an idea. Let's try to perform a root canal. Like who's the first person to ever, I don't, like, I don't know. Is there a story to it? Like, like, how do you like decide like, Oh, we're going to go in there. We're going to like get rid of the nerve. You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of fascinating. Really. It's like, I don't know the story behind it. I mean, I know people have studied like cadaver teeth and everything and see that mm. you know, a tooth is more than just a, piece of white you know enamel there's nerves inside of it and everything like that so i feel like a lot of things in medicine in general it's just trial and error like oh there's a nerve let's see if we take that out if that helps and you know for a while they didn't numb people up so i i a lot of my older patients i feel like they're still traumatized from when they were kids because you know they got all this dental work done and they weren't they weren't numb or anything like that so 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 they didn't start that until well, I mean, the late 60s, yeah. 70s. The- <laughs> it, it's been around, but I feel like a lot of dentists who were probably, you know, in their 60s and 70s, in the 60s and 70s, were probably like, uh, this this new anesthesia stuff, it's overrated. So, oh, wow. Like but they were also of, smoking cigarettes while they were operating on teeth, yeah, right? Like, so, I mean, no gloves on or anything like that. Yeah, either. ashing in the mouth, like, okay, good. We're going to move on to tooth number 10. Um, what was going to, oh, yeah. Um, so how many, like, I'm kind of fascinated because I mean, like, yeah, my pain definitely stems from that nerve being, you know, dislodged from my, my front tooth. Like how many nerves are actually in the mouth? Like, like with teeth and stuff like that. Like I've never actually studied it. So way uh, every tooth has basically got nerves in, in them. Um, it's just a matter of how many roots are in the tooth. Cause that's mm-hmm. kind of where the nerves mm-hmm. kind of branch off. So like your molars are going to have, you know, three four roots sometimes five you're as you get closer to the center of the face like your front teeth usually they have one sometimes two so oh, it's wow. just a matter of there's one nerve it's how many times do they branch out but i have a another funny story before i forget to tell you um uh, mm-hmm. my best friend who's just the best man in my wedding um when we were in third grade i we were throwing rocks to each other outside and he didn't catch it well he caught it with his face so he broke three of his front teeth and uh, it made for a good, good uh, story when I one for the best man speech when I was his best man. But two, when I was applying to dental school, I was like, you know, this is why I want to become a dentist. Probably not the most accurate reason why. But yeah, it, it makes sense, dentist. though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's almost like, wait, were you the one who threw the rock? I threw the rock. Yeah. Oh, so that's like reverse PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Um, I, 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 there's. There's this comedian, his name's Bert, Bert Kreischer, you know, Bert Kreischer. Um, guy takes his shirt off. Yeah, Big Bert. So Big Bert has a, a dental PTSD on this one podcast. He told this story and I tweeted at him afterwards and like he tweeted back at me because I shared my story. He called me the chomper champ. He he was at a softball game and he's the catcher. And for some reason, he doesn't have any protective gear on. Dude swings, knocks out all of his teeth. His dad's the coach. His dad makes him finish the game, which is like extreme PTSD with like, you know, a mouthful of like broken teeth. But it's wild to me. Like I was thinking too, it's like, okay, so like 
my son's five, right? And like he's like all about right now. When am I gonna lose a tooth? You know? And it's kind of like the direct opposite when you get older. Like, I don't want to lose a tooth at all. But like, isn't it kind of fascinating though that like just like the idea behind baby teeth and then teeth coming in afterwards. Like, you know what I mean? Like if there isn't proof that there is some sort of grand design in this thing, it's in teeth, right? I mean, like it's fascinating, really. We kind of take it for granted. The scariest thing, I think one of the scariest things I saw in dental school is like they show you, you know, cadaver skulls and everything. But the ones Mm -hmm. of the or even the pictures you see of the, you know, the children where you see just basically when they dissect their jaws, there's just teeth everywhere. It's the the permanent ones that haven't come in yet, the baby teeth. It's just like, wow. So, So I've seen that photograph, too. So when a child is being like, you know, child's born child's like you know like my son's five the baby teeth are there but just above it the other teeth have formed and they're ready to rock they are still forming yeah and they're when do they start to form uh in in utero basically they start dude it's crazy right it's nuts it's really crazy i mean like the whole like you know idea behind it because like i mentioned like i was thinking to myself the other night like what if there wasn't adult teeth and then you were just an adult 41 year old male with baby teeth in your mouth like it would be weird right like that's actually eat nothing there are certain conditions certain genetic things where you know people just don't don't have adult teeth or at least don't have some of them so yeah i think the rocker jack white has that problem i've noticed he's got like little little tiny teeth in his mouth and his gums are really big that's crazy so like some people just they don't have it at all yeah like certain certain genetic conditions like just i actually have a uh cousin's uh cousin's son who he did only miss him too but they're like oh now it's something i have to think about in the future because you know how are we going to address this issue he's only you know four right now but it's oh, going wow. to lead to issues in the in the future but yeah it's just certain genetic things you know your body. i had a friend who had uh soft he had a i think it's a condition called soft teeth or something like this like his teeth are real soft like and they like we got blue looking and he recently got them yeah. all removed yeah that there's there's all different weird things in, in dental school they'll they'll show you these conditions and then like you'll probably never see it and i'm i've been surprised i've been you know practicing as a dentist for six years now and six and a half years and i feel like the stuff we come across i was like oh i thought i was never going to see this and you see it a couple times already so that's crazy man yeah i mean like to like even like oral cancer i remember there was two mm-hmm. different cases that you know you, you hope as a dentist, you never have to, you know, send somebody for a biopsy or anything like that. And when I was in the Navy, that it happened twice. And it was just like, this is crazy. And I, I still have my, you know, my whole career ahead of me. I hope I'm not like a bad luck or something for people, but it's better to catch it obviously early. And yeah, you know, I don't, I don't consider myself a, as a dentist, like we're saving lives, but you know, if I could, if I could catch something before it turns into an issue for sure, I'm, I don't, I don't feel, you know, feel terrible for the patient, but at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're looking out for our patients and, and don't want to do any harm by any means. So. Yeah, it's crazy how, um, like you were saying before, like some patients, like you'll tell them like what's going on and they're just like, nah, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> and you're like, you know, you need to do this, but yeah. yet alone, like, I, cause like I used to like have that, like, I remember, you know, with all the, the dentists that I've gone to and like, I remember one dentist telling me I had to do something. I'm like, dude, I'm not doing that. Like, what the hell is he crazy? Yeah. But I mean, I, and and I, in the beginning, when I first started out, you know, that would kind of stress me out and be like, Hey, this, you know, Bob really needs this. And he's not going to mm-hmm. do it. But now, I mean, 
to me, it's like, just inform the patient, you know, some mm -hmm. people will, will take the information and, and dwell on it. And then, you know, they'll call back in a month or two and be like, all right, I'm, I'm ready to get started. Yeah. It's weird, right? <laughs> it's so weird. They, they'll go home, like, I'm not doing that. And then like, they'll look at the paper and they're like, all right, I mean, yeah, I guess I probably should do that. <laughs> it's like, they and, talk themselves into it. And other people, I, I'm you know, speaking for like the people out there who like, okay, so like there's people who have struggled their whole life with teeth problems they brush their teeth they they buy the water pick but somehow they always find themselves with a cavity and these same people sometimes will um look at other people with perfect teeth like i'm talking to the person out there i haven't had a cavity a day in my life it looks like my teeth are brushed from the angels every day they're like platinum white it's hard it's hard to look at them and be like <laughs> you know what i mean like how did you get such perfect teeth it's weird how like when you get older, you start looking at like different shit. Like I look at people's roofs now. I'm like, they got a new roof, you know? And then I look at people's teeth. <laughs> it's like the things I want. <laughs> yeah. They're both expensive too, by the way. I, the, I, I don't doubt that. Um, a lot of people too, it's, they'll, they'll get mad at me. Like, Hey, you know, I was keeping an eye on this tooth. I think it's time we, you know, we go to do a filling and they're like, I don't get it. I floss every day. Like, like <laughs> trying to like, saying like i don't believe you and i'm like all right i mean this is have you ever, have, have you ever had to show them the x-ray and be like look this is it i like to show x-rays almost all my patients just because like i'm not i'm not trying to sell dentistry i'm just trying to say this is going to benefit you long term yeah. and you know i like to be able to show pictures at least that I, I feel like i'm a young guy young looking guy um a lot of the older patients aren't gonna you know trust me right away so if, if i could at least show pictures Show their mm -hmm. experts be like, hey, like I don't, I don't need to make, I don't look at you and see dollar signs, but I do look at you and. Yeah, say, I never hey. understood that. By the way, you touched on something that I suffer from because I used to be a school teacher and I always looked young. And like a lot of times, the like, people are like he doesn't know what he's doing. He's twelve. I'm like, no, I'm thirty four. You know what I mean? Like in my career, like yeah. it's a weird thing how people don't trust people who look young. <laughs> it's like if maybe that person's doing something right. You know what I mean? Like, like you can get the, you know, the 75 year old guy who has the shakes and, you know, the dandruff, like you said, coming down. It's like, if, if that's somebody you trust, like go for it. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, that guy I went to just because my insurance was so shoddy in my mid twenties. And I don't know if he's still in practice, but I drove by there recently. I won't throw him under the bus because, you know, I just, I'm not in that business, but dude, I, so he puts me in the chair. And we're beginning the cleaning process and then the, the flakes start to drop. And I'm just like, this, this is insane. And like, I, I, I stop him midway through and I like, I got his arm, lift my arm up. I grabbed his arm with the tool in his hand. I was like, that's going to be enough for today. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I just, I'm not comfortable right now. I want to leave the air condition stunk. You know, that smell of like an old air conditioner. It smells like, like, you know, shit. Like I was, and I was just like, I'm, I'm just going to have to leave, sir. Uh, please bill me. And he's like, all right. And like put his tools down. And I don't remember taking off like the, the, the apron thing. Like I just like had it on me and like, I like <laughs> took it off and yeah. threw it as I walked out of the door because it was so weird. I'll tell you his name after the show too, by the way. But, um, you know, it's just, it's weird because, you know, like dentist dentistry, it's like such an important part. Like you got to take care of your teeth. People sometimes don't. And like, you know, I think I, when I was in the band and like, we were just like drinking and partying and like, I, I smoked cigarettes back then. And like, I just didn't take care of my teeth. And like, I remember when I really started getting myself back onto the path of being like, Oh Jesus, like I really got to focus on this before I get gingivitis or something. I came to your place and it was the first time 
that I was even privy to the fact that you could get cavities in between your teeth. Whereas the dentist I was going to before, I don't even think they searched for that, to be honest with you. And I got a procedure where it was like, it felt like foil was going in between my teeth. And then I don't know how they did it, but like it felt, they filled cavities in between. And I was like, this is scientific. They have good x-rays and it smells and it's clean and everyone seems to not have um, dandruff. So it was a self for me, you know, <laughs> I was yeah. like, I'm in. Yeah, How no, did they figure that out with the cavities in between teeth? Just through x-rays. So like there's the bite wing x-rays, which are like your checkup ones that we like to get, you know, every year. And mm-hmm. basically, you know, you get plaque and everything stuck in between your teeth. That starts the cavity process. Um, and you, when I look at your mouth, unless it's like a huge cavity, I can't see that just, you know, going around touching your teeth. Um, but the x-rays. Crazy. Yeah. So like, you know, like in all this like time, you know, I mean, I'm going to have to ask, like, what is the most batshit dentist story you got for me? Like, of all the times where, like, somebody came in, like, the one where, you, like, sometimes you sit and, like, it'll just strike you. Like, you'll be, like, on the eighth hole somewhere, random course, and you'll be like, man, you remember that one time when yeah. so-and-so the, came in? The military definitely gave me quite a few good stories. Um, and I loved, I loved, you know, the Navy, but the Marines, they're, they were great to me. Every There's such, like, a mutual respect for everything. Um, but in a couple, couple Marine stories, I have a uh, guy, guy comes in and he's young, maybe 19 years old. And he has a huge, uh, dip and huge chewing tobacco just, and he's like, Hey doc, should I take this out? I'm like, yeah, that'd probably, probably be a good start. And then, uh, another story, um, a lot of the Marines, they, they seem to get married young. And I was like, at the time, probably 28, I'm not married yet and see this guy he's like my gums are killing me so he sits down he's like 19 20 years old see that he's married and i'm like looking around and i'm like wow like you have you're really bad it's like an ulcerative gingivitis um, the smell the pain it's it's very unbearable for patients so i look at him and i'm like you know are you are you brushing regularly um like what are you doing anything different He's like, ah, you know, it's been tough to brush like regularly. It's probably been at least like three or four months since I brushed my teeth. And I was like, like, I didn't even know that's, I could see maybe forgetting a day or something like that, but three or four months, I was like, all right. So we got him, got him back to health, you know, followed up a couple of times. And uh, the very next year he comes in with the same thing. And I was like, are you brushing your teeth? He goes, I was, and then I stopped. I was like, oh, oh dude, like, really? <laughs> come on like like you don't want to be in dentures nobody wants to be in dentures but like you're headed that way if you don't do something man and it just it just wasn't part of his like daily routine to ever do it just do you think that had anything to do with like you know living on a ship and just like you know up at dawn like i think a lot of it's you know where people uh you know grow up like you know some people just don't go to the dentist or don't don't have that that knowledge that you know this could get out of control pretty badly if you're not pretty quickly. Yeah. And then a lot of times too, with the young Marines, you know, they're off on their own for their first time or even mm. young sailors. And you now they're waking up at 5 AM to go running. There's, you know, they're not drinking coffee. They're usually drinking like energy drinks, which are just rotting their teeth all day long, but it's the only way they're going to stay awake. So it's just a lot of bad practices that, 
they and I I had a lot of good relationships with a lot of the the people there because you know they just came in and they expect like I know you're gonna yell at me I'm like yeah you know you shouldn't do this I might show them some pictures online of like yeah this is what could happen if you you, you keep that up and you know you probably got through to one out of every ten guys but I don't know that was. That's an interesting fact. Like, why do you think people like take like they're like, oh, my dentist is going to be so mad at me. <laughs> it's like, you know, what I mean, it's like it's not you're not their son or daughter. But I mean, like, it's very interesting to me. I, I've always been fascinated with it just because, it, you know, it's like it's just a, it's a fascinating. I also think that dentistry has been begging for its own television show of sorts. I, I see a dentist office as being full of drama and comedy. You know what I mean? Like, it would be great. You know what I mean? Like. All the that, weird that, stories. I heard a story of, one time, but I think maybe it was from one of your assistants. They told me about somebody came in and they didn't realize that they um, they never took their dentures out and they were stuck. Right? Yeah. Like, that's the thing, right? People, like, they think that they can just keep them in there and they forget that they're actual fake teeth. And then they come and they're like, can you help me with my tooth? Like, what? Just like... Pounds of just crud all over them. <laughs> really? And this is the thing. They can't get yeah. them out. Like they're stuck in there from the fixident, like powder and stuff. Yeah, I've, I've had one patient like that. I mean, but I know it happens quite often. Which is what is up with that shit? They're like, like, it's just weird. I mean, you've already lost your teeth, but now you were like, because you can still get like gum disease, right? Like if you don't properly take care of your gums, like. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially because you're not able to clean underneath of it it's yeah it's gross yeah, it's um, so weird but uh, so i weird. think that's thing i like about i'm a general dentist and you know you see it all there's every every day is you know unique where sometimes when you specialize uh you know you're doing the same thing over and over i could see it mm. getting you know a little maybe boring but you know people really like doing what they do but that's what i really like about dental de- general dentistry is you know people come in there's always the different issues, different personalities, you know, each day is different. Yeah. Managing my staff, you know, there's could be, you know, personal issues going on and just you know, a lot of juggling, juggling acts, but it's, yeah. Exactly. The guy that gave me the apioectomy, he didn't seem to have much of a character. He's like, I'm going to cut you and then you're going to be good. And that's it. <laughs> like, All right, man. He gave me this pill though. And like, I, I remember like being, he's like, look, take the pill. Don't, don't drive here yourself. Take the pill 20 minutes before you get here. I was like, all right, whatever. And like, I took it. I was like, nothing's happening. This is, this is whatever. And then like, I got in the chair and the next thing you know, I woke up like at home and like a, like, I feel like I was in like an underwater bed or something. And I was just like, what did that dentist do to me? But <laughs> not going, not going though. That, that was the last time I had a, an apioectomy and uh, I really don't want another one again. I really don't want another one. Um, one of the things I wanted to touch upon before we uh, leave here this morning, because today is a, uh, Day one, birds are going to be playing today at noon. This uh, podcast comes out the day after. Um, by the time you're listening to this, I've had my teeth uh, operated on by Dr. Hobbs, feeling good. But um, when you get done being a dentist, you know, you got to like kick back and you got to relax. So you like to golf. When did you uh, pick that up? I started golfing. So uh, freshman year in high school, I got cut from the baseball team and uh, I lived right down the street from a golf course, uh, public golf course there. So Start at work. Play, what's the name of that one? By Chubby's, right? Walnut Lane. Yeah, we used to go there. Yeah. So uh, I was, I was like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta do something in high school as for a sport because I like ran in the uh, fall and then in the spring. I was like, well, I got cut from baseball. I need to do something else. So picked up golf. You know, slowly, slowly got more and more into it, and uh, 
it's the most frustrating game in the world, but it keeps me coming back all the time. So there's now. something about it. Yeah. It's something uh, therapeutic that's beyond the, um, it's got like the same type of vibe as like surfing. I think in a way there's like a spiritual thing to it. Like when you're out there, unless you're pissed drunk with your buddies and you're like, you know, uh, going over mounds with golf carts and stuff like that. But I haven't been doing that much these days. I miss woods. You remember Woody's like, Woody's, the, yeah. yeah, is it woods or Woody's? I was having this argument yesterday with a friend, like, wasn't it Woody's? I thought I, person- I always called it Woody's, but I don't. If you know, please drop me a direct message here on Instagram or Facebook. I'm dying to know because in my mind, it's Woody's, not Woods. But I mean, we just went to uh, Freddie Hills. They got like a little yeah. miniature golf course and they got a little driving range. Went there yesterday and I forgot about that place because I thought in my mind that that was Mary Mead. Like, I just I don't know why the proximity, but it's really nice. You golfed yesterday, right? It was a great day. I did. Yeah. Yeah. We had a beautiful day. I played terrible, but it, you were in good company. So I was with my cousin for a member guest tournament and uh, we played terrible, but we had a good time. It didn't matter. It happens. And you also know my buddy, Matt Bass, who sat behind me in homeroom for 18 years in uh, Plymouth White Marsh High School, right? Yes, I do. He actually, uh, he had an injury yesterday. He, we were, there was a, 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 a wiffle ball tournament for a charity in the area. And, uh, a lot of the family got together to play in this wiffle ball tournament. And so I wasn't there obviously, cause I had this other golf thing mm-hmm. and he, he separated his shoulder and had to go to the, Oh my God. <laughs> we take, Playing we take wiffle ball. We take our sports seriously in the best. Oh family. dude. I'm so sorry to hear that dude. That, that that's a really <laughs> shitty. I just saw him like a few weeks ago. I took my family over the L house, but that's a shitty injury, man. God, God, what was he doing? Was he like at least sliding into home base or was it i didn't hear the whole story but he was sending we have like a cousin group text and uh saw some pictures that look pretty pretty nasty oh (laughs) buddy i hope matt if you're listening to this podcast i really hope that you uh recover uh properly (laughs) well listen man i really appreciate you coming on the show because you know like i said before it's like people are always asking online it's like why do you like i need a new dentist where should i go and like people write stuff but i don't think they actually get a chance to know the dentist so i think this could be a good tool for people, you know, um, I mean, I'm going in tomorrow. I'm getting uh, a labial veneer. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, and then something it. called a core buildup, which I'm, I don't even know what it is, but I'm excited. And uh, I used to be really nervous about these things. You know, I used to be like, you know, uh, like just it, it, like wor- like it, the worst fear possible I could handle. But like something about teeth, I'd be like, no, 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 please. Let's not do this. But since I've been in your care, I felt much better about my uh my dental life, I guess, and looking forward to uh, continuing to be your patient. I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Bob. And I know, uh, I know you hate hate going to the dentist, but I'm glad I, at least I could make it a little less stressful for you. I know you'll this still. Is what I'm, this is what I'm saying, dude. This is what I'm saying. This is the shit. Like for years, I've been looking for a dentist that's like, yeah, I'll come on your podcast. <laughs> like what? You know, like it's really nice. You know what I mean? So it's like get to know somebody before like they do something like because p- people who suffer from dental PTSD, it's like you can't not relive that moment in time. Like I still see my friend's fist coming into the glass. I still feel the nerve. I still remember the blood and I still remember like the um, the playground like assistant like monitor like looking at me and like I remember her using an expletive. I can't remember what it was, but seeing that adult's face like seeing my face full of blood and her being like, what the hell, you know, like it doesn't like, it's weird how like these things don't leave you. So for people out there who are, you know, scared to go to the dentist to get that cavity, that 
pain in the back of their mouth that's been there for for weeks or for months or for years, go check out Dr. Kenny Hobbs here on Country Hawk. And I'm going to put all the information down below. Okay, you get to get yourself a new dentist. You got to get yourself fixed up and you can do it today. Appreciate you coming on the show, bro. Thanks, Bob. My name is Bob and this has been another episode of The Bobcast. <laughs>